I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Well, excuse me. Take a few minutes to mellow out. Big Daddy Kane is on the mic, and I'm going to tell you about tell you about a minimum length of rhymes of strength and power. So listen to the man of the hour. Flow and go to a slow tempo, and you know, sing ho, swing low, then yo the show. Hey, welcome to the Black Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We are in the house on a Tuesday night. It's a snowing Tuesday night. Yep, it's uh getting kind of snowy out there, mm-hmm. so hopefully everybody's safe. Uh, it's all kinds of cold throughout the U.S., except for, of course, Florida, where it stays hot. Um, and uh hopefully everybody's safe. Yeah, I hope they're safe, too. All I can say is that I'm going in tomorrow based on the pretty white lady. If the pretty white lady stands up in the morning and go out there, her ass slips and falls, my ass is staying home. Thank you for all the pretty white ladies that get up at 5 a.m. to report the news. Um, yeah. And also, um, it, I hope everybody got their rations of bread, and milk, milk, and eggs. Yeah, they're making, uh, what is French toast. A lot of French toast going to be going on. Yeah. If you're huh. in North Carolina, get your bread, milk, and eggs because apparently, it's running out and we will all die because of the the possible one to two inches of snow that we might get overnight. Might. So if you need to bludgeon an old lady ah. in the bread aisle for that last piece of Wonder Bread, you do what you have to do. It's basically zombie apocalypse rules. Nobody will judge you. Oh, no, they won't. Not yeah. here anyway. You have to bust a cap to get a half dozen of eggs so your family can eat in the next... <laughs> 24 to 48 hours yeah shoot that lady for that gallon of milk because your mm. kids are gonna be at home with you tomorrow the, now is the time to strike there's no law during the snow in the south so we all know that um we do have a guest you guys probably recognize his voice been on the show a few times at this point um i've always pointed you to his videos and uh you know uh his his podcast uh host of the righteous prick podcast uh comedian who is dropping a new series comedy academy and i've been uh anxiously awaiting <laughs> and been checking out the videos uh for the last two days two two new videos each day um and also you can find him at jlcovan.com it's jlcovan what's up man hello everybody chilling man chilling i'm glad you're here man we appreciate you coming through Thanks man we me. do you a hard-working man mm-hmm trying the reason uh he made the show a lot of people go is probably to promote his project that's not true uh, he's the only, the first and only person so far to have guessed exactly right on the number for a movie that I have seen. He did? Yeah, he got 8.44. Wow. It was 8.44. Um, and I believe the movie was her. Um, so Correct. He, uh, he knocked it out of the park, man. A lot of people were really close and they think it's a conspiracy and a lot of people got mad, but no. I, <laughs> well, I can't, I don't know what to tell you people. I just play the game honestly. You either believe me. And my and, and what I have to say or you don't, but uh, I don't look at those scores. I just put down my number. And if you get it right, you get it right. And you guys are getting way closer for the record. You guys are getting good. <laughs> like even when JL got it, there were like two or three people within like point one oh of what he had. Wow. That, yeah, yeah. So they could have got it too, but they didn't. Um so JL, man, first things first, man. I, I've been watching the Comedy Academy videos, and I have to say, man, like, do you just you said earlier, like uh, last year, like you were thinking about just giving up comedy, possibly mm-hmm, yeah. uh, not doing it anymore. So is this your version of a suicide? Like, are you just saying, like, I'm going to 
uh burned down comedy on my way out because i feel like by the time we get to to number 10 there's, there's not gonna be any type of comedian left that won't be offended by this shit it's very much it's very much i watched a couple clips online of some movie highlights and i realized that uh denzel washington's speech at the end of training day yes is kind of where I, is kind of where my mentality's at <laughs> uh <laughs> because I just figure it, who at this point it's a struggle just to get the bookings I have and that's that's has nothing to do with my stand up skills mm-hmm. that's just the nature of the business and not either having management or you know cuz a lot of people don't don't know or don't care but you know a lot of up and coming comedians that you all of a sudden see you know blowing up and showing up headlining clubs all of a sudden mm-hmm. they've got managers with more powerful clients who sort of use those powerful clients as leverage like if you want i'm just saying as an example this isn't an actual i'm using these names just to make the comparison not because i have actual individuals that i'm naming mm-hmm. but like hey if you want bill burr then you're going to put up you know joey joey jones uh mm. to headline the thanksgiving weekend um <laughs> And when you don't have, you know, I'm just, I like that people respond to the stuff and, and no matter how angry or cynical the videos seem, I always make sure that they have sort of impeccable quality Mm -hmm. so that people can't kind of trash it for, oh, that's a bad impression. I mean, people will do that just because there are haters, but like, you know, my stuff is pretty widely respected within comedy. Some people are scared to share some of it, but I know that it has a, a good reputation, so... You know, I can stand. I don't care how angry it is. Like comedy used to be a thing where you know, funny is the goal, and you know, don't be afraid to step out and don't be afraid to to challenge things. Mm-hmm. But now it's become a real. There's certain topics that seem challenging, but like, yeah, you can rip religion all you want, but it's been done now. Right. So I thought, why not put the mirror on comedy for a while? Because nobody's doing that. Right. At this point, like I would even say, like it's almost safe. For a certain for a certain level of comedian to be like, oh, I'm gonna bust a rape joke, or I'm right. gonna do so, like a couple of bloggers will write about you, maybe a couple more people show up at your shows, or you know, become aware of your name. But it's not really dangerous, like Mm-mm. career ending dangerous. But I feel like uh, fucking well, with you have. And the other thing is, sorry to interrupt, but the no thing problem. is, if you're a guy like Daniel Tosh or right. a guy like Anthony Jeselnik, who's who either you know has a has a, a brand whose fans embrace you know you're not going to lose your fans right yeah. so like you may never meet make the 20 million dollars a movie but you're going to keep making a million dollars a year for the foreseeable future because you have a large enough fan base and that buy your products mm-hmm. whereas i think with me i just thought if if comedy is so brave and comedy is about telling the truth and or at least just trying to be funny in your own unique way then i don't think there's anything wrong that i'm doing i'm just doing it without a parachute because right. fuck it, isn't it supposed to be? And I'm not one of these guys who's like, I'm edgy, you can't handle it. Because there's nothing right. like comically that I'm doing that's like pushing an envelope. They're impressions and critiques. Right. So it's not like I'm doing something that's like, you know, going to get parents up in arms or, yeah. or women's groups like angry. It's just right. saying kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'll make fun of anybody as long as it's done well. And if that's, you know, I don't. It would be less genuine if I had a manager and a TV show and had like you know two million fans who who I knew would have my back. Well, I actually think controversy. I actually think it is less dangerous taking on parents groups and 
all that shit because they're not really they're not people that are going to a comedy shows they're not in the business they're right. not in nope. the world they're not like, going to support it like and then especially if you're not at a level where you have like a tv show to lose or something like that like you could get up every night and be like so i was raping a baby last night and niggers and then people huh. would be like wow that's offensive but the only people who would show up would be either like I respect it, <laughs> or they would be like, um, you know, I don't listen to that guy. Fuck him. But they were, that's not as dangerous as uh, I think now with comedy, where there's a lot of um, clickishness and oh, it's a lot of yeah, yeah, so many gatekeepers. Uh, there's so many like, you know, like a lot of uh, groups of com- comedians where you're like, oh, when I think of this guy, I think of these five other guys that he always works with. I right. think I think this is more dangerous to be like here's uh some stuff about George Lopez that you know is funny but could George Lopez see this and be like man fuck JL Covan I I don't appreciate that Yeah and you know what like the thing is this last year I've made a lot of videos that have sort of been you know I think 100% truthful is an understatement mm-hmm. and to me it it just got to a point where I was like well what am I going to do I'm not where I want to be. I don't see a future where I get where I want to be, at least following just trying to be a good comedian. and try. So I'm going to, you know, I'll become somebody compared me to, and I thought it was funny, like the, the, the chubby kid in uh, The Incredibles mm-hmm. who wants to be with the superheroes. Yeah. And then says, oh, you don't want me? Fuck it. I'll become the baddest villain on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's just one of those things like, there's always these lessons that, that you know, I, I think comedy has really become very bullshit, like, with the clicks. And, like, when you'll hear rags to riches story, like, Kevin Hart has a, has a story where he's like, you know, I was touring the country doing these little clubs, and I was just getting everybody's email. That's how I was going to build my fan base. I was diligent about getting emails. But then you're like, but you were still headlining, like, B Club. So, mm-hmm. like, on a weekend, you'd have 1,600 people who'd see you headline, and you could get their emails. I feature... For some guy, even if I bury a headliner, if I even try to get emails, I'm going to get like 35 in a weekend. Mm. That is not a, a, a buildable business model. But right. like people act like you can do it from zero to, to a million. Just like when somebody, whenever I see one of these stories about some entrepreneur on TV, they're like, he had nothing and he built this, you know, $800 million GoPro camera company. And I go, wait, wait. Actually, you know, he started with a $290,000 savings account. Like, right. he, granted, he took the risk and spent what he had yeah. and a small loan from the family. So now you're talking about this guy had access to a half a million dollars. Right. Now, he made $800 million and he deserves all that credit. But you can't go from zero to a billion. Say right. that you again. You can go from a million to a billion and yes. you deserve credit. But this whole myth, and comedy is the same way. This whole, like, hey, you just get emails, you give your content for free. You didn't, No, fuck that. Right. It doesn't work. Like people say it works and it doesn't. You've got to start from somewhere. Nowhere is not a starting point. It's like simple math. What's a million times zero? It's zero, not right. a million. Yeah, I, I I was talking to uh I remember talking to Fonte of uh, Little Brother about um, you know, music and stuff and we were just kinda of picking his brain. And he was like, you know, I'm not trying to be rich. I'm trying to make a living doing this. Yeah. And, but it's the only, you know, and comedies like this too. It's one of the only things where you do it, you put in this work, and then a fan comes up to you and it's like, okay, now give me that for free. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it costs you how much to make? Okay, that's cool. 
I would like it for free, please, or fuck you. You know, so it's right. a it's a real catch twenty two. So uh, you know, it's it's hard to think that people can just go out there and dang cook it with no help, just no at just, all, no you know, support, a, a MySpace nothing. page, and all of a sudden the guy's a millionaire. I, yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it is unbelievable. And he was he was already a headliner when right. he blew up. Like people act like he was you know doing bar shows with no name. He 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 gets all the credit for that work ethic and that kind of craftiness but he didn't start at zero when he did that he was already headlining places but he just had a vision to become bigger than he was so you get all the credit for that but to apply that like it's a lesson that can mean something to a comic like me is is useless and that's when you look at a guy like louis ck with the five dollar specials like that's great for him but all he did was cut out itunes he was going to get his money regardless if he worked with Comedy Central, if he worked with iTunes, he just cut out their end. So he still gets his, you know, he still gets 85% per album what he would have gotten on iTunes. Whereas me, I need the distribution of iTunes. I need that kind of symbol, that power to kind of raise my profile. But when people see my album for nine ninety nine, even though I, you know, cost me money to produce it individually, they go, oh, not well, you know, CK can sell his for five, like the, the kind of standard rate is five. Mm. If I sell it for five on iTunes, now I'm making, you know, 275 an album. And I'm not even, ma- I'm not going to sell it, obviously, as many as Louis CK. So, like, it's, it's doubly devastating. But, you know, the, yeah. the, the consumer in this day and age is, is, is king. And it's, it's creating an environment where, just like our, I think our economy, not to make too big a point, but where comedy is now a thing for a hobbyist or for the few that can get super rich. Mm-hmm. If you're in the middle trying to just make that solid living, even if you do like, you know, some corporate work, some schools, some clubs, some some writing, you've got to piece together and then even then you might not have, you know, sort of a basic middle class salary at the end of the year. That that's true and and one thing about you, you kind of remind me of it's like like kind of with us, you know how everybody tells you this is the pathway to X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And a lot of comedians are trained that, you know, I do the shitty clubs, I go around, I work all these late hours, I keep pounding on the door. Eventually somebody has to open the door for me. Like you've been trained that you're going to meet that executive. Somebody's going to find you out on the street right. somewhere. When, when I look at you, you looking at them like, fuck you. You see that wall over there? I'm going to break that wall and go on the other side and do it myself without your help. And that's very brave to do because while you're trying to break through the wall, other people are going, why don't you ask to go in? You're like, well, y'all been asking to go in for 15 years and you're, and you, cause most comedians don't blow up until they've been it, been doing it like 20, 30 years. Right. You know, so it's just one of those things where I kind of applaud you for, for, for being, the person that says, you know what, fuck this. I've been doing it your way. It's not working for me. I'm going to do it my way. Right. And and I just, I kind of, I feel like the way I'm trying to do it points out a little bit of the hypocrisy of comedy, yes. of the comedy business, which is like, hey, we're truth tellers. We tell it like it is. We're not afraid. Well, they're very afraid. Right. Like comedians are very, and, and it, it is a largely chicken shit community. And I hate to say it because I have, you know, I'm not talking about, I, who gives a shit who I'm talking about? But right. it's just a. It is very clickish. It's very. You had a great set, even when you didn't. It's all about. It is no different. I always thought comedy was going to be different from like Hollywood. Like you, everybody knows the stereotypes about Hollywood. Everybody lies to your face, kisses your ass, acts really pleasant. That's the same thing in in stand up. You know, 
if there is somebody that should be respected or should be nice to, then you play your cards right, even if that person's a dick. Or even, and then if somebody is like struggling and they're not famous or they're not powerful, then feel free to have at them and shit on them because that'll be cool in the little clicks. Um, it doesn't reward always the good people. Right. It doesn't like, and I know, like, I've seen enough of these people where there's good people who've succeeded, and there's like shitty people who just have the image of like a a decent, fun-loving person. And I just figured I'm struggling to just do it right, like you said, the the regular way, the sort of like, hey, I'll you know, I'll make some funny parodies, and I'll use all the right buzzwords, and I'll do all the right hashtags, and or I can just say, you know what? Every you know, uh, fuck it. I'm just gonna do what. And my stuff is funny and it's well made. And if they don't like it, that's too bad. And it may not make me successful, but at least I have my. And once again, this sound, I don't mean to sound like a Whitney Houston song, but at least I have my, my integrity. <laughs> Your dignity. You know? my, yeah. I know it's dignity, but yeah. No, no, no. I I know yeah, yeah. you tried to go away from it, but it's okay. That, but, it's but, okay, but, man. But but that, but that's but that's the truth. It's just one of those things where a lot of people ha- um, haven't came to the understanding or the enlightenment that you have is saying you know what you only have one life to live you're going to do it do it right and do it the way you want to do it versus doing right. it the way everybody has yeah always at least told you. you won't regret that's any right of this shit like like i feel like um if you have something like something as good as like comedy academy there's so many people that probably have thought of something similar to this mm-hmm. but then they were like yeah but what if one day uh, George Lopez has the, the George Lopez comedy hour and I want to get in on it and he finds out about my YouTube video mm-hmm. and now I can't get onto it because what a lot of people don't talk about with comedians as much as they talk about having a tough skin as much as they uh you know take on the world and and go at people they also can be so sensitive like it yes. like comedians uh you know because for the for the most part they are able to look into a lot of shit like they look you know, uh, the way, like, they can make a, a five minute joke about, like, the way someone says hi to them. They think, they don't turn that off just because the microphone's not on. So, no. the, you right. know, I think a lot of times, like, I listen to podcasts, I listen to people mm-hmm. stand up and stuff. A lot of times comedians are, um, you can tell, like, they want to say, like, well, this dude's a fucking hack. But they'll never really take that shot because it's like, if you start talking about that dude's mannerisms or how he, like, does sure. his punchlines, all of a sudden, that dude might, be the comedy mover and shaker one day and be like yo fuck you you i hate your impression of me or whatever sure and one of the things i i mean i remember there was a i was doing a festival several years ago and i remember this one comic was doing very well and he was got he was horrible i mean he was a hack a beyond hack Mm -hmm. and to me i always look at it yes i take it very personally because stand-up comedy is you know it's an art it's something you're producing yourself it is but I also don't judge someone for not liking my comedy if they keep it kind of prof- on a professional level. Mm. Like if I obviously a YouTube comment that says "fuck this guy," well, right. that's not a critique of my comedy. No, that's not. <laughs> but um, but this guy was terrible. And I remember looking around the room and everybody seemed kind of afraid to say it. And I just said to a couple comedians, I was like, "This guy's fucking terrible, right?" And they like agreed. It was like a, br- a breath. It was like a sigh of relief. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, we can say it. Like, yes, this dude, this is offensive <laughs> to comedy. Like, he is offending us at our core. And I was like, yeah, like we're not, we're not saying it to his face. Right. We're all thinking it. So, what is the real problem with verbalizing it? Yeah. If you're not, because I'm not doing it to hurt his feelings. I'm not right. trashing him. I'm literally just saying this is. Uh, 
as objective as an art can be, this is terrible comedy, right? Right. And you <laughs> and, never know who's yeah. going to make it either. So that's the other thing is because people kind of get the green light without necessarily passing through the channels of like, you know, all the ways that they tell you, like he was a stand up mm-hmm. for 75 years right. and he's a grizzled veteran. And then he finally got a pilot and then he finally got that green light. And then one day he earned his way onto the show. Cause, <laughs> cause like it could be Vinny from fucking Jersey shore that gets the, the thing. And you know, you, sh- you shit on Vinny and now Vinny comedy central gave Vinny his own half hour special where he invites comedians on. And now you can't get, go to the fucking special. Well, and that's the thing. That's, I think, my perspective on comedy has been, it's not even that I'm giving up on comedy or stand-up. I like it too much, and I'm too, I'm, I hate this, I know it sounds shitty to say, but I'm too good to just stop. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, you know, I go on the road, and I kill it, and I do well in New York. Like, I do, like, my stand-up is, 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 is good. It, it, there's no, like, anybody who says it's not good, at least, is, is just an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying you have to think I'm great or that I'm the best or that I'm better than the comics you like, but if you can't recognize... I can recognize Jeff Foxworthy as a good comic without having to be like, I want to get tickets to Jeff Foxworthy's <laughs> right. show. True. Like, I see he is skilled and quality at his brand of comedy. But I... Uh, I just... I, like, I gave up on just wor- worrying about that stuff. Like... I, th- I don't know if you saw it, but I had written a blog where I posted that clip from The Fan with Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I read it. Yeah, where he just tells De Niro, I just stopped caring. Right, and, and that's how like, he be- broke his slump was he just didn't give a fuck anymore, and now he's hitting again. Because all I want to do at this point is I've given up on making a living at comedy. So if I make a living at comedy, it's going to be a pleasant surprise. Mm. But what I haven't given up on is making the best quality humor of my you know representative of my voice that i can so if that's a little aggressive and a little cynical and a little mean that's 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 my comedy voice it took me 11 years to figure out how to kind of be the funniest and unique most unique kind of persona and i don't mean to say persona like i'm putting on an act but to like channel it into the best act for me that i could so now it's like well i'll just do that what, what are they going to do what's george lopez going to do like stop me from teaching at a high school <laughs> true or like working at a law firm for doing Aww. an impression no he's not so All like right. if that's where my money's going to be in a year or two then that's where my money's going to be and they can't touch it so i'm going to have like i said at least my artistic integrity as pretentious as that sounds so what a now uh kind of down going back for a second can you give people the like concept, like what exactly Comedy Academy is? I know you explained it a long time ago when you were first starting it, but sure. uh, it's been a month. So, you, what 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 is Comedy Academy, and what exactly is the video series? Well, it's a it's a it's kind of a spinoff, if you will, of the the one video I had that really went huge, which was Louis C.K. tells the classics, which was you know it was kind of a as weird as it sounds, you know, in Rocky Four, when Rocky's getting his ass beat by Drago, and then Drago just takes a wi- I mean, Rocky takes a wild swing mm-hmm. and cuts Drago, and the announcer's like, the Russian is cut! The Russian is cut! <laughs> it was like one of those weird moments where everybody just was like, what? Is he... Is he's fucking with CK, and it's actually, like, funny and good? This is weird. So it blew up, and I thought, like, then I started making videos just more akin to that sensibility, like the alt-wolf video, the scared straight video, just kind of turning a mirror on comedy. Um, and then I said, okay, I want to get back to, I want to get back to my hit maker. So, so the, the academy was just like, he's running a school, and, you know, Louis C.K. is running a fictional school 
where different comics teach different aspects of comedy. And some there's there's multi purposes to the to the casting. Some was just to showcase good showcase good impressions, just mm-hmm. almost like an SNL reel. Like, oh, I can do this impression, he can do that impression. The second point was to kind of make fun of a few specific comedians. And the third was just to make to really hammer home some of the bullshit in comedy. Like the final episode, which may not get as many hits mm-hmm. because it doesn't have any celebrities, is a comedy central seminar where they come to the school and advise the students and kind of pick their pick their next stars. Mm. And it's a complete full-throated fuck you to Comedy Central <laughs> and a complete mockery of what they're doing to stand-up comedy. Because what they're doing to stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy gave birth to Comedy Central. Yes, it did. And now, and now they're using it as like a middleman to develop like TV show stars and personalities. Mm-hmm. So like they're not looking for the what are the 15 best half hours we can put on TV. Yes. It's who are the 15 people that we could... We'll, we'll sprinkle in two or three veterans so it looks legit, and then we're going to pick ten hot, fresh, young faces who may only have 25 minutes of good material, but we'll ask them to do a half hour. And if our demographic likes them, if the bros like them, right? Which is then we'll then we'll build around them. And that's the funny thing. I had a friend who who had a meeting with Comedy Central or a showcase with them, and they went over his set and said, "We'd like to put you on the you know the comics to watch show for next year." So obviously, my friend is like, "Oh, that's great." But they said, but can you move away? Because he's a young married guy. Mm-hmm. And they said, can you move away from the family stuff? Because our demographic, this is a quote, our demographic is bros. Mm. So we're looking for more like weed and alcohol and hookup stuff. Not Like family stuff isn't going to resonate. So it should be called bro central. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it- and sometimes that yields good stuff. Like, like I think Workaholics is a genuinely brilliant comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously geared towards like 25-year-old white guys because that's right. who the three stars are. But it's a brilliant show. It's really funny. But And Tosh.0, oh, I find Daniel Tosh hilarious. Me too. Me too. But just because you found gold in that, like it's, it's the same way Stop and Frisk in New York. You're going to catch criminals. If you fucking stop 600,000 black men in New York City, right. somebody's going to be doing something illegal. What do you do with the other 90% of stops that were total bullshit? That's right. what Comedy Central's casting is. So they get a Tosh and a Workaholics, but they have a lot of other bullshit. Yeah, and for yeah, a while, um, after, after Tosh, uh, like his show got like really successful, and um, they actually started running the seasons longer and taking less breaks between seasons. Like It feels like... Right. Tosh has a new episode like every like <laughs> it feels like it really does feel like there's at least 30 weeks a year that he has a new episode That's like season four episode 42 huh right yes, right. Yes. right and i remember when it was like oh can't wait for that to come back now it's like is this still on you know like is this new right. or a repeat um but then they started going with um you know jeselnik and i'm not saying these people are bad but kind of the same style um the other dude who does the roast um he had a show the burn for Jeffrey a while Ross. Yeah. Right, and it it was like mean comedy. Like now, mean white dudes doing mean comedy is going to be the new thing for a while, and 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 it seems like it's kind of died down because I don't think those shows were as successful Mm-mm. as right, Tosh. Because the frat bros need to take a pause from date raping right. to watch 
to get some mean-spirited comedy, and then they can come back. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, we're out of roofies. Oh, Jeff Ross is on. <laughs> and- oh, he's talking shit about minorities and gays. All right, this <laughs> let's recharge before we run a train on that passed-out shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> life, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's how it felt, man. Um, and now, uh, hopefully, uh, I actually like uh, the At Midnight show, which... You know, it's getting at least some different kind of comedians out there than the the necessarily the straight up and, bros, but it's yeah. kind of like the nerd bros now, and, so to be their turn. And and <laughs> and is it just me, y'all? But all demographics watch Comedy Central, so it's like, but they're not catering to me or to you guys. They're like, if you're not a white male between the ages of eighteen to thirty five, fuck you. Well, that's the coveted give demographic of everything. That's not just Comedy but Central. That's so funny now because I keep looking at it. I'm like. Well, isn't isn't this like the most unemployed generation of young people? Yes. <laughs> they don't have the dollars to spend on all your advertisers. You should be targeting like the 35 to 50 year old demographic. Right. Yeah. Like and I bring- should be a young buck. On <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and also like they don't they're not bringing different perspective. And no. I think, I think that's what's killing them. Like uh, when you look at like HBO who doesn't really do a lot of comedy but the comedy they do seems to differentiate from one another yes where does. you know there's not just there's not there aren't the two shows like entourage or the two shows like girls like they go let's make three or four really quality comedy shows every year that people will go oh vp is completely different than uh ladies or what i forget the, hello ladies oh love hello ladies so yeah and there and but there's no other hello ladies on there there's curvy enthusiasms isn't that but it feels yeah. like comedy central is more like putting comedy in a factory machine that just yes. kind of okay. cuts out and, the and same and shit over and over and over and, 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 I, and i think that's the issue that i have it's almost like they I think my personal opinion about Comedy Central, Comedy Central had a gold mine in uh, Dave Chappelle. And yeah. I don't think they realized how special he was at the time when the show was actually going on. And they, they did offer him special money, though. Yeah, so they, I, they, they did. They, something. they did by the end. Yeah, they yeah, definitely I mean, yeah, gave yeah, him yeah, that yeah, money. They did by the end. But I think initially, I don't think they realized what they had. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where I think they're looking for that again. I literally think that that's what they're like. He's like he said, you, you're, you're digging, trying to find the next gold nugget. Mm-hmm. I'll tell them where they can look. YouTube.com slash JL Covan. There you go. <laughs> Comedy Central, I know you're listening. <laughs> Get on it. Um, yeah, and what's funny though is, um, the reason that I think Chappelle came out of the blue was because it was a different perspective than what they had on the show, on the network before. Yes. And that's the kind of shit I think that brings in new people. And I, I think, cause then they, try, remember when they tried a chocolate news? Yeah, uh, I that, remember that. It's like these are more black people doing comedy, and it wasn't that you know these people are necessarily bad, but it's Mm-mm. just like is this the product that you're putting out is like Chappelle Show light, and no one's tuning in for that. Nope. Yeah, I was annoyed by that because David Allen Greer is a funny dude. He yes, is, he man. Is. I felt so um, bad for him. But then they had you know Mind of Mencia got three seasons, and that yeah. was that oh. was that was a that was that wasn't Chappelle light. That was Chappelle retarded. It was yeah, that was a so bad show. Like Chappelle for dummies. They could have had that book <laughs> in the was. store, like Chappelle for dummies, read by Carlos Mencia. It yes. really was, dude. Like I remember watching that and being like, these motherfuckers 
do not even care it's like this is latino chappelle we are just gonna have him do i remember when he did the kanye west skit and he was saying the n-word and i was like they officially just might as well have said dave chappelle please come back Uh like because there was no need for him to even have to go there but it was just like we gotta get him to do it guys we we, this is what chappelle would have done if he was here I'm just disappointed, but you know, you know this about me. I'm disappointed that that Key and Peel is so successful. Mm. I just, whenever I, I can't help it. I, whenever I flip that show on, I'll watch a sketch and I'll just get the feeling. I really get this feeling, like I don't think those guys like black people. Yeah, you know what you pointed it out. Um, and Josh Homer also. And Josh Homer, uh, I listened to that episode, and uh, it it really did change the way that I viewed the show because. Um, while I still think I'm more leaning towards Joshua, I still think there's a lot of credible sketches on there. Right. There, there is an undertone of we were the black kids who couldn't hang out with black kids. So that's what I had said because I and that was more an inference. You right. Know, he said they grew up in the you know Upper West Side or in like uh, white neighborhoods as mixed kids. It was like they didn't have the. And if you go back 20 years, it was it was probably much more important to kind of fit in with a group right and they were more in that tiger woods probably group where it was like you know tiger woods will hang out with the asian kids right. more than the black kids and i feel like this show it, it feels a little bit like revenge yeah it does because like, they does. don't even have like credible as talented as they are because i've seen especially key i've mm-hmm. seen him on mad tv and i thought he was hysterical that's a guy with like real actual talent for mm-hmm. comedy when they do their act outs like of thugs or something it is worse than a white person doing like a thug voice. Right. It's like so cheesy and bad. And it's like, I don't even know. I think you could actually do a more realistic thug voice, but you choose to do this kind of pause. Like, what's up, man? What's up? You want to drink this liquor? You right. Drink this <laughs> what's, up now? what's up now? And the thing is, I do think like, I think their perspective is like a quote unquote valid perspective. Like that does speak for a lot of black kids that sure. grow no, up no, in sure. that situation. But for, but as far as a voice to their comedy is is the same voice of people I wouldn't want to hang out with. Yes, so. and it's a to me it's I can flip on a random episode if right. I flip on a campia. There's like an eighty percent chance that I will see exactly what I'm talking about. Kind of like a like I we get it. Black names are funny, and you're right. gonna pound that as much as possible, and like you're gonna make fun of anything, any little moment that that's maybe humorous. But you're going to do it 25 times a season, and it's just right. going to be like, okay, we get it. You have like, you have some hostility towards towards you and, know, the, and the, the segments of the black community that didn't maybe accept you. And also, like the thing is, like some of the stuff is funny because um, people don't think about that guy often. Like the, it True. is always this like, if you grow up a certain way, you need to fit in this pool or that pool. And people don't really approach a lot of black people with the idea that, hey, you might not really know shit about black people. Um, And I do like whenever they hit a skit on that note, I like I will laugh so hard because that's authentic and genuine to their experience. Yeah. And like there like there was a skit last year where one guy was supposed to be uh, like legitimately from the hood. They were on the set of The Wire and the other guy's an actor trying to portray somebody from the hood. And right. so everyone's giving this actor 
all the credit in the world even though he sounds inauthentic as shit yeah <laughs> which if if you did watch the wire is exactly what happened with idris elba who people to this day are like that guy is a legendary great actor because how he played that thug blah 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 but there are other people in there they're just like from baltimore who went to prison and then got a job on the wire as also slim, an actor slim charles and right. snoop these are people who did time like, right yeah. of these people out of fucking prison and nobody's giving no one's like yo how the fuck did a person who went from like uh robbing people and selling drugs become a credible actor sure. for this series instead right. it's just idris elba isn't even from america y'all and that and that was like that skit was so good but then the next skit will just be like i'm rasmus jones um black back of blue you're like okay guys well, i remember i had a thing on huff po- huff post live uh and neil brennan was on it and i i had written this thing for huffington post called 10 things that should be retired from stand-up mm-hmm. and the f- one of the first things on the list was the name tyrone should not be in comedy anymore. It was like Tyrone and Leroy. Mm-hmm. Like whenever a white person, the big reveal of a joke is like, so then anyway, he walks in and he's, you know, my, my daughter comes home from college and she's introducing me to her boyfriend. She's like, this is Tyrone. And it's like, <laughs> aha, you were uncomfortable because she brought a clearly black guy because his name's Tyrone. Right. I'm like, this isn't 1977. Update <laughs> the name. Like, give me a Deshaun. Like, give me something that would sound like, like, that's all I'm asking. Update right. the material. So Neil Brennan was like, like oh, I never hear somebody like I haven't heard a Leroy or a Tyrone reference in years. And I'm like, OK, well, you're not in the, the trenches of shitty comedy like right. I am. A week later on Key and Peele, uh, a guy walks in. It's like a, it's a Jesus of Nazareth spoof where like yes. Mary Magdalene has a pimp. His yes. name is Gala Leroy. Yeah, I remember like, that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck. This guy just dropped a Gala Leroy. <laughs> send, that is the worst. Send that link to at Neil Brennan. Like, here you go, Neil. Clean that up. Tweet. I didn't tweet at him, but I was just like, okay, hasn't heard Leroy in 10 years. Check out Comedy Central. Right. The number one show or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, Now, uh, also, I saw that uh, there's going to be a 14-year-old opening up at uh caroline's yeah it, finally he's the, waited long enough yeah it, it, remi- ah! it, rem- oh, it's it reminds years. me of the grammys and music awards where like the newest young kid like wins an award and then right. when he has to give a speech because you know everyone gives a speech his speech is always like thank you to everyone who believed in me and we fought I, so hard I, for so long my whole life right yes. <laughs> it's like all 12 years of it all 12 yeah, years I, I, I have a question yeah. um what is his jokes are going to be about uh geometry trigonometry no uh i don't think anyone's doing geo, geo no no, no the 14 year old pounding puss yeah, at 14 no one's doing that joke because you haven't taken those classes yet uh 14 oh i'm too high would be algebra one i believe oh my uh, if he's smart if he's smart oh if he's he taking ap classes that his mom writes his jokes who knows but mm. i just think it's it's there are certain things that shouldn't be done for a buck right if you're a comedy club and everybody knows that 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 series that breakout artist series has long since just become sort of a bringer show for people to like claim they headline carolines mm. and to me i think that's that's another thing. Nobody will say, you know, people are hesitant to say it because they don't want to fuck with their money or their chance. But it's like, no, no, no. This is on its face disrespectful to stand up. Like, right. this kid's going to claim to headline Caroline's? Right. No. At like, 14. At 14. And like, when I headline Caroline's in, in, you know, another 10 years, like, hypothetically, 
that's going to mean a giant shit ton of importance to me. Because that will have been a very long climb to a very important milestone. And nobody would equate, you know, his Wednesday breakout series with a headlining weekend. Mm -hmm. But if I headlined a Thursday late show, that's a huge deal if I get it on my merits for my hard work. But this, but now you can share that honor with you and Simon Cadell, the the fourteen year old. Yeah, when he turned fifteen and gets some pussy, he might not even want to do comedy anymore. What the <laughs> hell? Can you know how quick kids change their minds? <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, uh, actually, I picked up basketball. So I'm out. No more comedy for me. I'm actually good, guys. Uh, I'm going to do this I can, for a I while. can drink and smoke now. I'm out. Well, that would be awesome, too, if like a 14-year-old could just be like, and now I'm going to be like Lil Bow Wow and like Mike and play in the NBA for a year. Kids at that age change with the wind. Ain't because, no telling. Because the NBA decided, fuck uh, talent and credentials and hard work. Right. <laughs> this is cute. We can yeah. sell a lot of fourteen-year-old jerseys. That would be dope. Yeah, is this is this a uh, school? The classmates gonna come watch him at Carolinas or some shit? Yeah, right. um, JL, you recently did. Uh, I thought I saw a picture. Of you recently going to a school um, and speaking. Like, what do you do when you go to a school and speak, man? Oh, uh, Baltimore Law School. <clears throat> I just do. Basically, I do. It's a stand-up show, but I have you know about forty-five minutes of kind of law stories and law jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, from school to jobs and just current events. So it's just kind of a, a slightly tamer material. A lot of material I don't really do in clubs, but I cultivated over a couple of years. What, so it's it's closer to like a corporate show, but it's still okay. comedy. Okay. I know it kind of looked like I was like a, you know, doing like a TED talk. Yeah, I was, I was like, Gail's <laughs> over there like teaching some fucking uh, congressional law. Yeah, I was like, what's a good law joke? Well, like, I know I'll talk about there's one joke that I, you know, for instance, when I was working at the DA's office, because everybody watches CSI, they think they know science and law. So you, you, so I lost a jury trial in, in the, at the Bronx DA's office. And afterwards, I'm asking the jury, you know, why did you acquit? You know, it was a good case. And one guy said, no semen. And I said, huh? <laughs> and he goes, no semen, man. One no semen got to acquit. And I said, oh I said, I understand, but this was a check fraud case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, we read an article once about, um, juries that think they know shit because of those shows. Oh. And well, was- I had to work on an article for, uh, research for an article all the way back in 2003 for the U.S. attorney in D.C. Uh, when I was working there, like a summer of law school. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like already kind of talking about that topic and how it was starting to affect juries. Yeah, yeah. Then this was like maybe last year, and they were saying like our like jury selection is actually pretty difficult because people are like, well, you know, you could just because it's not just that they're watching CSI. Like it actually probably wouldn't even be that bad if they watch like First Forty Eight or right. something. Yeah. But they're watching like Miami CSI where they put a piece of paper on a machine and it hologram just pops up of Come seven now. the faces of seven potential suspects right. and a diagram of their car and the tire tracks and you're and like we can wrap this up in 30 minutes right and it looks like minority report and shit and like so people will be like well why didn't y'all just like you know put that shit into the dna machine and like what the fuck are you talking about Do you know it takes six to eight weeks to get this shit <laughs> back from the lab come on <laughs> And it's also, you know, even like fingerprints on guns, people think that's just a basic thing. Like, oh, well, if you had the gun, there's fingerprints. That's like, no, because of oil mm-hmm. and because of what, like, guns don't always maintain fingerprints. But we've been trained to sort of think, oh, well, you know, if he had it, he would have fingerprints. Right. That's, <laughs> that's what they dust it 
in the show and then it's done. <laughs> yes. Right. Check his DNA on the fingerprints. Like, what are you yeah, talking you about? You blow some powder and the fingerprints show up. Right. Oh, don't work like that. Sir, just have a seat back in the jury Over box. there. We're going we're gonna to re- refuse you right now. Um, all right, man. Let's talk about what you really came here to discuss because I know uh, it's been an ongoing point of contention at this point. Uh-oh. JL. Is this going to involve Mr. Tom Hanks? Yeah, man. I found, yeah. I finally saw Captain Phillips. <sighs> I'm just doing some breathing exercises so I don't, <laughs> you know, get violent. <laughs> and, uh, in case, uh, JL gets violent, guys, it's Comedy Academy on YouTube. You, oh, yeah. Guys. Can I do the, uh, yeah, yeah. YouTube.com slash JL Covan. And it's, uh, four episodes are up now. Two more will go up at midnight. Two more tomorrow. And the last, the final episode Friday. So, Please subscribe and tweet and share if you like one episode or the whole thing. That's, you know. Yeah, uh, you. and it's getting good reviews. I've already, I've, I've got one right here from Lisa O'Daniel who says on YouTube, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, I'm that's, wa- da- that's, that's my stalker. That's oh, my stalker. is that, that Daniel, um, I mean, what's that dude's name? Nagin something? Nagin? Uh, Voldemort? Yeah, Voldemort. It's Voldemort. Oh, okay. <laughs> he who should not be named. Exactly. Um, th- this is a great review. Uh, uh, it says, I'm white and I find it offensive, which means everyone should go listen to this and watch it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I put positive thumb, thumbs ups on all the ones I've watched so far. Thank you. Um, because of shit like that. Cause, uh, there's but so many guy, people. That guy's lying. He's lying because there's a line in there where he says everybody that liked it on Facebook was white is, comedians, is a, is a white comedian with no audience either. That's yeah. classic yeah. stalk, like the, my stalker whose name I don't want to put out. Right. That's him. Like he can't help but show his like goofy signature on everything he writes. Right. And you know, I, I enjoyed it, uh, as a, as a reminder that people who hate shit find the time to hate shit. Yeah. So I would like to remind everybody, cause I know you're going to go watch the videos. I know you're going to enjoy them. Uh, I'll definitely put them on the, on the page for the blackout tips. Mm hmm. Can you give them a thumbs up? Yeah, cause can you write a little? Can you put a little do. comment on there, man? Because yeah, that fucking love. sucks when like one asshole can like flood, uh, your, time flood your shit with with a bunch of bullshit. And other people love you, but they right. go, "I love it," and they just Thank go, you. "Okay." But y'all, please go right. show to love. like a lot of people. It's kind of like gay marriage. All the people who like the majority of people probably don't give a fuck, fuck. or are pro gay marriage, but they also sit at home because they don't give a fuck. And people who hate shit. Or like, I don't care if I die on my way driving the there. <laughs> I will fucking make sure these gays don't get married. That's the last thing I do. So, yeah, go click on the, the videos, man. I'll put my them on the site. It's the marriage equality of comedy. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, all right, so... um Mac Lamore will be performing at my next show <laughs> while I'm telling jokes on stage. <laughs> 33 people will get married uh, at the next uh, J.L. Covan stand-up. Um, so let's talk about this Tom Hanks performance, man. I think, I don't think it was an Oscar worthy performance, man. Like, uh, I do agree that that, the five minutes, if, if we're talking about the same five minutes, are we talking about after he saved? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That five minutes was some supreme Tom Hanks acting, but as an overall performance, I don't think I'd put this in his top 10, uh, acting performances, man. Well, see, okay, so here's how I would how I would describe. It. First of all, I get if you you know, and I think maybe there was too much hype and too much time lapse between you seeing it. Like I saw it like opening night, and I've been telling mm. you for like three months, this is amazing. That's true. But but what I liked about it was, 
I I just thought it was one of those performances. Would I without that final scene, I would have just said classic classic Tom Hanks, just solid delivering. You know, hits a nice double. The movie solid double with an RBI, very nice. But it was the fact that he went there in that last ten minutes, and I felt that gave the whole movie almost like retroactively a different power. Like, mm. oh my God, now you now you understand how impressive it was even if it's not true in real life but mm -hmm. for this character to have been so rock steady but underneath this like the pressure was mounting and it was breaking him and he just collapses at the end of the movie and it was almost like i watched the movie really liked it and in that last 10 minutes i was just like it hit me on another level like it made it, i didn't cry because i mm -hmm. haven't cried since uh three <clears throat> movies make me cry mm -hmm. uh Dead Poet Society, Glory, and E.T. Okay. And and the fourth that almost did was that movie Undefeated. Did you see that movie? That that documentary, it won Best Documentary a couple of years ago about Memphis high school football team. No, I haven't Strongly seen. Strongly recommend. It's like the Blind Side, except real and not cheesy and powerful. <laughs> All right. I'm not even kidding. Like you should definitely rent that. Like okay. put that. Everybody listening, Undefeated, great documentary. Undefeated. Um, but at the end of that movie, I was just like, of, of, with Tom Hanks, I was like. It was almost like he retroactively made me change the way I felt about the whole movie. Like I was like, this is a really good movie, but that end kind of capped it in a way that made me elevate it to something better. Because mm. um, I know there was no suspense, and I know you'd written like when the seals arrive, but I didn't feel suspense, and I don't think you were supposed to. I think you were supposed to feel almost like a mutual sympathy for captain phillips and for the main you know for two of the somalians mm -hmm. you know like the kid who looked like a young lebron james like a like a yeah. teenage lebron james the one that hurt his foot yeah and uh and the main guy yeah uh, and muse or muse yes because you look at them and you see they're like worn down too and it's like I didn't feel like the navy seals coming in i don't think you were supposed to feel like yeah they're going to get them they're going to get them you're supposed to feel like these guys are helpless too in their own way. And mm -hmm. just like, you know, the might of like the United States is not to be cheered. It's not to, it's not the villain either, but it just felt like it added to this kind of helplessness. And I thought, I thought the guy Abdi who played Muse or Muse, yeah. I thought he was great. I, I thought, thought he was great, great too. Like I actually could see him being up for supporting the actor. Um, like, more than I you can see Hank. More, yeah, more than, but also that's not really, a lot of like that's not really disrespect to hanks because i feel like right. unfortunately for a lot of people 2013 was like the year of people just being like i'm fucking going all in all my cards on <laughs> yeah. the table the, yeah. if i don't get an oscar this year i will like people are going to all be pissed and like a few people decided to do that shit and it was like man that's just that's tough on hanks because what i think he did was similar to what denzel did in training day and which I actually think is an overrated movie. Um, but, uh, where he put so much into that last scene, it saves what I think is a mediocre movie in general. Like there's just not much for that movie. Like with training day, it's a dirty cop. The only reason there's even a fucking like suspense is that Denzel's playing the dirty cop. So yeah. in your mind, you keep going, yeah, but he's probably like got it. He's like working undercover or something, right? right. That's what I was and thinking. You, you're only thinking that because you like Denzel Washington. There's nothing in that movie, abject, outside of Denzel Washington's career as a good guy and everything else. There's nothing in that fucking movie that indicates he is on the up and up even once. 
Like right. everything he does in every scene is like, look how dirty this shit is. Okay, five minutes later, it's even dirtier. Look at this shit. He's killing his best friend. He don't give a fuck, y'all. And, and instead, you're just like, yeah, but what's the what, what's this all gonna do? Whatever. And I think he got an award for that because of that. And I feel like uh if you take any other actor, put him in Training Day, it's a terrible movie. It's like, but yes, it's hard. It, there's really no twist to it. It's not suspenseful at all. Well, I feel the same way with this, where um. I think Tom Hanks saved a movie that really would have been terrible without him because I believe that really uh there's really not but much that's going why on. I think that he deserves the nomination. Like you're giving him a great compliment. Yeah, right it is now. a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Just because I don't think he should win an Oscar doesn't mean I think he he did bad. Like right. I just think he he caught the short end of a stick. Like if the movie would have been uh good enough to be quote unquote good without him then maybe it elevates it a little bit or something. But instead, he's right. kind of like Sharif Abdurrahim uh, toiling <laughs> away for the Grizzlies, where you're like, that that's an MVP-level season, but you're also 43 and and 41. Or, so or, you, you'd or, say it's uh, like 39. a looter in a riot, the Kenny, the Kenny um, what's the guy's name who does the NBA with, like, Barkley? Kenny Smith. Yeah, Kenny yes. Smith. He calls it when a guy gets big stats on a terrible team because somebody's got to get stats. It's right. not like you're gonna, your team's going to average 50 points a game. You're going to get 90 points. Right. So somebody will get 22 points a game on a terrible team. That's that's kind of what Hanks did, man. No disrespect to him, but, like, you know, and, and also it could be a movie where if they had taken the time out to put, like, other actors in it, Maybe it comes across a little differently or whatever, but they put a lot on his shoulders. He carried the load. But I think when you're talking about this year, you can't just be the guy who was the MVP on a 500 team. You got to be the guy who was the MVP on one of the top three teams in the, in the NBA. And I, I don't think he was able to, to do that. Well, if, well, if I agreed with you on your assessment of Captain Phillips, then I would agree with you on the Hanks assessment. But I obviously like the movie a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this year I'm just I don't like how it's become sort of uh, it's it's going to be like McConaughey and Jared Leto's awards like it's mm-hmm. already just a done deal. Yeah. Um, because I think DiCaprio certainly deserves a, a legitimate shot mm-hmm. at this Oscar. And I think the guy Abdi from from Captain Phillips, I just remember looking at his face late in that movie and I felt exhausted with him. Like, mm-hmm. he looked beat. And I yeah. was just like, wow, like, he is making me feel this, like, weight that he is enduring. Yeah. And, but that, you know, you cross dress and, and lose some weight. That's the new, you know, that's the new retarded. Well, his in, scene, uh, his Hollywood. scene where he's talking about how he, he just wants to go to America before, like, when everything's closing down on him. And he said, and he's like, everything be okay, Irish. You know, I, I go to America and I always, oh, I wanted to go to America and go to New York and all this shit. And you're like, well, he's going to go to America to <laughs> prison. But the uh, thing I thought to myself was in a way, isn't the, the only thing I thought at the end of that movie was other than, wow, Tom Hanks, you're, you're amazing mm-hmm. is, uh, that guy in real life, if it must be having a better life. Me too. In a way. Like he's getting shelter, meals. His he's already getting threatened in his regular life, like by warlords to like go be a pirate. Right. So what is a gang gonna make him a bitch? I guess that would suck. Right. Yeah. But like it's kind of like 
Except now he's going to have steady meals. Three hots in a cot. Um, <laughs> Got to be better than that shit. But, yeah, um, I was wondering, like, maybe they should uh, open up. Because you know how they move best picture to, like, what, eight or ten? Ten. ten? It can be ten. So this year they had the full ten. Well, they should probably do that with uh, lead and roll. And then we could just put uh, Tom Hanks in there kind of like they did uh, a while back. Um, you know, just just expand it. So that we can, uh, we won't have to argue over this. And then when he doesn't win, we can just be like, at least he was nominated. But this is a year where it was pretty crazy how many good, like, the fact that there were this many good movies and this many good performances really was. I hope it's like a trend for the future. Right. But it really stood out. Like, and I, and honestly, I can't even argue with the American Hustle pick for Kirsten Bell or right. Amy Adams, who would, and I did not like that movie as much as everyone else. But they performed the fuck out of those parts, man. Like they put everything. It was just a crazy ass year, man. But uh, yeah. all right, it doesn't just, look I like. I just wish DiCaprio could 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 win it. Yeah, I hope if, he wins. If Hanks, it. if Hanks isn't gonna win it, yeah, I hope Leo wins it, man. Yes, because he plays the most diverse roles, and he gets no credit. He done been a slave owner. He done been the 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 man to get high and fuck all the bitches. Right. Like he should have been nominated for for Django. I think like so he, too. He went. I thought he went even more in on that than he did Wolf. Like me too. Wolf of Wall Street was like ninety eight percent. Django mm-hmm. was full hundred. Yeah, and we don't get a lot of leading men who do those roles. No. So right, who don't that want to fuck with their reputation? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like like a, be likable. Him and Fassbender are the the last two I can actually think of. Who actually like are going to go on and have successful careers? Who did like hateful slave owner roles? Because mm-hmm. normally that's relegated to the guy who's like a B actor who like is never gonna you know never gonna get his uh, get his due. So why not do that shit? But yeah, Leo and Fazbear are taking chances with their careers on screen, saying the N word and shit. I was like, all right, fellas, uh, way to get in the game. Um, <laughs> all right, we got some other shit to talk about. Sure. Uh, the Grammys were two nights ago, mm-hmm. but it's uh, about time for the Beyonce think pieces to pop mm-hmm. out. And uh, people are uh, apparently upset because Beyonce was wearing some uh, sexy clothes and dancing on the stage. So and uh, she there's a newspaper article that called her a whore, whore Beyonce. Um, uh, and parents are saying they're horrified. Cause you know how many parents stay up with their kids to watch the Grammys, which go to like midnight. You gotta, gotta let your little tykes see that shit. Did they not listen to her motherfucking album? Um, yeah, I actually thought it was kind of tame for the, for what the album's about. Yes, have y'all, have they seen, did they see the videos that were attached to the mm. album? I, the that, album is basically fucking the album. That's what I'm saying! <laughs> Why are you angry? Why are you mad? Yeah. I just bought it. I just bought it a, like a week ago, and I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's one of those things where I didn't think I'd be into it because I don't listen to Beyonce. I love me some Beyonce. Right. I think she's great. Yeah. Like, generally, like I think even when I'm kind of like too much Beyonce, mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, but she's still good. Like I can't like even when I'm like enough already, but then I'm like, well, those are good songs, and she is very pretty, and she's right. very hardworking, and fuck. Right. She's one of those <laughs> Why people. Why am I saying there's too much Beyonce? She's one of those people that's too talented to really go at without having yeah. some. You have to like you can do it, but you need to have some hate in your heart, like because she's she's one of those people that just doesn't really do anything. 
that you right. can hate other than just the fact that she's so good, which, you know, is insecurity within yourself, right? Yes, but it is. People were so upset that, uh, she was, uh, you know, out there dancing around and, uh, her sexy outfit, man, and parents are getting upset. Um, and, you know, I, I just think it's kind of weird because, uh the grammys is gonna be full of shit like that like our music is full of sexiness um and not just her but just in general um you know we this is the same place where we had pink swinging around the bikini come on now you've you've had them do all kinds of of things over the years you know you had shit with madonna doing all kinds of things so it's one of the things it's like i don't know to me it just frustrates me because sometimes I think this hate is coming from various different places. Some of it is sexist. Some of it is racist. Some of it is just for the fact that she's a woman and she's um, comfortable in her sexuality. But I'm like you. If you're a parent and your child was up at midnight watching this, it's something wrong with you as a parent. Your child should have been in the bed. Well, you know it is, too. Like, they're not even... It's not the children. No, it's not. You're using it as an excuse. Right. They take... Like, it's mothers against fun. Mothers against fucking. Who just show up to be like, I have a child. Why isn't the entire world concerned with my having a child? And it's like, because you're raising that little motherfucker, not Beyonce, not a comedian, not a rapper. It is your job. It's not the world's responsibility to, to, to fucking culture the child that you procreated. How about you turn the fucking TV off? Hello. Or watch something else. Like one lady, like, you know, and obviously they're cherry picking these comments and these people, I'm sure these people aren't famous or influential at all, but you know, this is what the news does now. They go find the people who didn't like something and they put it in the article. One woman goes, aren't you a mother now? Thought you had class. How trashy. And I couldn't even let my eight year old watch. You have never done anything like that. So disappointed to which I'm sure Beyonce cried. When she read that comment, I'm sure she did, and I'm I'm, I'm sure your eight year old loved the CD with the videos with it that he probably didn't even fucking listen to. Okay, yeah. I can tell you though, my mom my mom called me the next day and she goes, "Did you watch the Grammys?" And I said, "No." And she goes, "I watched all three hours." She was hoping to see Bruno Mars. I think just given her <laughs> kids, she was hoping for, she roots for like caramel colored people. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was not for. She was like. Beyonce, she's very talented and very pretty, but I don't know what that was. Yeah. I think my mom is like more old fashioned because I haven't seen the performance. I just saw mm. her looking very hot, and right. she was out there with Jay Z. And they, if there is something to hate her for uh, as a man, it mm. can be that she chose Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously, he's I, I rich think... and he's an artist and right. he's talented. Well, according to some people, but uh, you know. He just looks like a, a fatter Johnny Newman from the Knicks <laughs> in the old days. <laughs> oh, Lord. I think that... Um, That's th- a weird th- reference, but if you know it, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I know some Johnny Newman. Um, this, that, the other thing, though, is because um, a lot of people have uh, problems with this is that um, she's a black woman being criticized like this. That's, yeah. And I, have- the, I think... Here's the thing, though. Um, thinking about it, I feel oh, like my mom, this. My mom hates all women basically on TV under the age of like 34. Right. She thinks they're all like all acting too trashy. And she White, just had black, a she just acting. had a kid and she hopped right she popped right back into shape and shit. Um. But but here's the thing though, I think this is more of an inclusion than black people recognize because this happens to white women all the time. 
not every time but all the time like how molly cyrus caught a lot of shit from white people for that twerking shit black people gave her shit too Mm -hmm. and that's probably the only thing that black people concentrated on but a lot of white people were like this she's trash she's a whore now she's out there shaking her ass on on uh grinding on another woman's husband i think this is kind of like oh man black people we include we included now like people people really uh they think we ain't shit now too so i feel like this is equality in a way uh because i feel like before this they either wouldn't have noticed somebody like beyonce or they'd ignore her or she wouldn't have even got that spot because like uh you know she's popular but she's black we better open up with Katy perry and her titties um so i I think that's what happened here i think this is a real big backlash also I think it was sexy and she did it on purpose. Like, I think so. I think she's too. trying to be provocative is her new thing is yes. like, that's her new feminism is like, look at my pussy and everybody. Which, and of course people are going to push back because America's uh, a little bit puritanical. Well, Beyonce is the only artist I think right now, although there's several like famous popular female artists, Beyonce is the only kind of iconic or future icon sort of artist among women right now Mm -hmm. she's probably looking at if you want to study a career you study madonna's and see that she reinvented herself a few times to kind of stay relevant for a quarter of a century she did so like beyonce knows i can't you know she's gone from like the teen group thing to kind you know now and now she's you know did her solo thing as kind of just the statuesque kind of pretty voice and now she's going to maybe enter a different phase but like especially in this day and age i think that's it probably is a calculated decision to just say, okay, well, maybe for the next five years, this will be known as like the sexy Beyonce phase. Right. And as a man, all I could think was if I was Jay-Z, like this is why you need security and bodyguards. Cause she put on one of those dresses. That means you have to fight every motherfucker in the club. Uh, like not just, oh, they in, don't go to the club, not just at the dance. No, they do go to the club actually, but um, not just at the dance or whatever. Um, like the performance, but also just the white dress where she was just looking so fucking oh, good in the was audience. Beautiful. Like even in that, I was just like, man, you can't have any insecurity about yourself at all, or you just need two big ass bodyguards. Cause okay. I I can't even imagine. Like that is that dress that when you you like every man fears that dress because you know we're 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 2014. There's equality. We're enlightened society. But that dress that your girl puts on and you're like, you, uh, you really gonna, gonna wear that out tonight? You sure you wanna go with that? Cause you, <laughs> you know that some ignorant motherfuckers means you might be fighting a dude that night. Like, somebody oh, yeah. gonna be like, That's hey bitch, beauty. look at all that ass and now I have to come in. So that, to me, that was the thing I kept looking at. Like, I was like, man, she looked good. I wonder if Jay-Z is ever just like looking at people like, man, just don't say anything. I don't wanna fight you, bruh. Like, please. Just yeah, I'm, right. I'm happy to be. I I can deter people from staring at my date. Not that I'm comparing myself to. Well, you're you're you know, six Beyonce, seven, but, right? Like in other words, I'm <laughs> I am I'm the self built bodyguard, right. even though I'm no fighter. And if anybody wanted to challenge me, if they have any skills, they might win. Right. But I I have a deterrent effect. I'm like 
I think I said this on the album, but I was like, I'm like a retarded country with a nuclear weapon. <laughs> I don't know how to use it, but you probably won't fuck with me. Right. Just in case I get it right. <laughs> yeah, it's just that. It's, yeah, exactly. You have a built-in deterrent. I think for most dudes, though, we're watching, we're sitting around like, man, if she wears You're a that. You're pretty one. big guy, though, aren't you? You look yeah, about yeah. Amherst size. Nah, yeah, I would definitely fuck somebody up, but still, <laughs> I don't want to leave the house to fight, you know? I'm, I'm also adult age, you know, that age where you're like, if I get in a fight, things went horribly wrong and uh women have that kind of power man i know they don't think so and as you know life's supposed to be about equality and fairness but there's certain shit that your woman puts on you're like shit all right well we're doing this tonight you know (laughs) the worst is i've been in cars with women who will like if they're driving because i barely drive and they'll like honk and like give a finger and i'm like what the fuck are you doing right because you you are starting something that you will not even participate in. Right, Ain't that the truth. Yeah, that's you know the best. I mean? like you're not even going to participate, let alone do anything substantial. Right. So they come over and it's some guy. Then it's me. And if he says, "Shut up, you you bitch whore," whatever. Right. Now I now I have to say or do something, and it's like, what is this? Right. Now I've become your de facto bodyguard. So now now you feel like this extra. You're like that guy with a gun at the basketball court. <laughs> just just starting shit and i have to be the gun i'm, I'm megatron and you're fucking starscream no i don't think so but yeah that is the that is the worst and you have to have that talk like hey i'm not superman all right these motherfuckers will fuck us up and not care like they don't give a fuck about you they don't give a fuck about me so let's ease off the horn and ease up on the break a little bit yeah. um the divorce rate is rising guys but it's good news because it means the economy is recovering, guys. That's right. People now have options and they can get the fuck out of there. There's a lot of people that are stuck. Like, I got that goddamn job. <laughs> Here's these papers. Fuck you, nigga. I only stay with you doing the snowpocalypse because I couldn't go nowhere. Right. <laughs> so, so there's now, uh, through, through 2009 to 2000, 2011, um, there were 150,000 fewer divorces occurred than what was uh you know expected but uh, across the country the divorce rate among married women uh it dropped from 2.09 percent to 1.95 from 2008 to 2009 then it crept back up in 2010 to 2011 which is a good sign because it means we're coming out of the great recession and people are going to be able to leave behind all those obligations they made a couple years ago mm-hmm so yay yeah woo i say boo i want the divorce rate to go down go down i like the idea that um first of all i think all breakups and divorces are good because somebody wasn't happy ain't that the truth no need for two people to be miserable but um i i like to think of it almost like a freedom like oh man y'all can finally move the fuck out like both people are probably like, God damn, I just wish you would get the job. Just, you know, like how many bad, like I'm, I'm sure you've been stuck in a bad relationship before at some point, JL. How many, of course. how many conversations did you have to have before you were just like, God damn it, why can't this be over? You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I always, I feel like I, I often take things too, too long. But I've only been, to be honest, I've only been in really one bad relationship and that lasted way too long. But I'm a weird person because the thing is, my life was great, so I like to have a little bit of shittiness in my life. <laughs> that so is like, weird. So, like, when I'm in a great relationship, that's when you'll see me, like, out of shape and complaining about comedy. But if I'm, <laughs> that, 
But at the time, I was in this terrible relationship. I was like, I had actually a manager and had gotten on TV and had money. Like, I had my highest paying job. So I was like, life's great. So I can deal with this piece of shit. Oh, uh, you're just, you're just <laughs> a weirdo, man. That, you gotta, you gotta get out of that shit, man. You can't be lingering in these terrible relationships. Um, there was only one, but it was the, it was like the best time in my life. Like, I should have been <laughs> killing the world. And instead, I was like, you know what, let me just preserve this 10% of my life for shitty, angst-ridden, like, activities. That That Aww. is disgusting. That is terrible. <laughs> that is terrible that you dealt with that. And, uh, and, I'm, and te- So listen, guys, when you hear his advice about staying together, <laughs> remember that this is a guy who thinks every life needs a little bit of shittiness. So just, <laughs> just, just upgrade yourself. Get out of that shit and uh, get fat. Do something else that, that is shitty. But don't. Don't want to kill a motherfucker every time you come home. Um, Scarlett Johansson had her Super Bowl ad edited. Uh, she's doing a Super Bowl ad for SodaStream. What the hell is that? Uh, she is uh, like a alternative to soda. Instead of, uh, I think you like drink, you make the soda at your home and drink oh, it out of I there. I want to make it yourself sodas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, they had to edit the ad, not because she was so sexy, they had to take it out. But um apparently at the end she says, um, sorry Coke and Pepsi. And Coke and Pepsi pay way too much in Super Bowl ads. So Fox said, take that shit out. Are wow. you serious? Mm-hmm. Yep. In two thousand two thousand fourteen. I think I have the unedited version. Let me see if soda I Soda Stream's trying to be the JL Covan of soda. It is. They- <laughs> it, 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 it then made bug eyes and then she runs away from the punchline. <laughs> Run away from your punchline. <laughs> real job is saving the world. Start with plain water, add bubbles, mix in the perfect flavor. Look, a soda that's better for you and all of us. Less sugar, less bottles. If only I could make this message go viral. So she puts on a sexy dress. Yeah, you do it. Change the world. Sorry, Coke and Pepsi. Oh yeah, she done it. So And so they decided that that was too controversial. It's gotta uh, go. But ain't don't everybody pay the same for these commercials? Or apparently so, but it doesn't fucking matter if one buys thirty-seven commercials and you buy one, you don't get the shit on the guy who bought thirty-seven. Apparently. I guess not. You know the best part? I bet Pepsi and Coke didn't even give a fuck. No, you know they did. This was Fox's <laughs> option. Right. Fox was you like, know, Co- do Co- not fuck with our money. They were so scared. Co- Coke and Pepsi was like, um, you're going to see us at every commercial break. You're going to see them maybe at the halftime. Yeah. Um, what I laugh at is like, well, what the fuck? You, by having a Coke commercial, you're saying Pepsi sucks. And yep. by having Pepsi, you're saying Coke sucks. So what's wrong with a third person saying fuck both of you? Right. Uh yeah, it's fucked up, man. That's uh that's capitalism at work, man. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino is suing a website over his leaked script. He was writing a script for uh The Hateful Eight, which was gonna be another Western. Um and now he's talking about he might not even make the movie. Hello. He uh only gave a copy of the script to some potential actors that he thought would either be in it or people he trusted. And I want to say it was only like five people or something. And it got leaked. It got put onto um, the Internet. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. File sharing sites are spreading it around. And so now he's suing, man. And he's so mad, he said he might not make the movie. So he's that pissed. Um, which I guess I understand. I mean, 
he has the means to sue somebody it would be like if i got the script for comedy academy and then suddenly it was just on fucking youtube and twitter (laughs) like i'm pretty sure jl would be like what the fuck an explosive uh, <laughs> case in small claims court. <laughs> <laughs> the case of the week. Right. This is worth at least 19 Google dollars, maybe even 20. <laughs> right. He'll be suing the defendant for 5,000 bitcoins. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be countersuing for 25,000. Right, right. Well, uh, yeah, it's like the, the people courts theme, uh, plays and shit. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I get it, man. Sometimes you got to sue a motherfucker, man. Because this could be, for Quentin Tarantino, a huge, you know, windfall of money. Because everything he does pretty much makes money. I just well, feel... Django and Inglorious Bastards were both huge hits. Mm-hmm. And I just feel bad for, you know, all the N-words that won't be said. Oh, yeah. Uh, Beautiful. Now, I'm oh, sure. now, yeah. And if it's called The Hateful Eight, <laughs> right? it's not even hot now. It's... Oh, you thought my characters were hateful in the other, the Nazis and the slave owners? No, no, these are actually the hateful people. Right. These guys are worse. Yes. Um, a jury, uh, we had JL Covan on here, so I thought we could talk about some law real quick. Uh-oh. A jury, I don't know if you ever had this happen while you were in, you know, in court. A jury is broken into fits of laughter after hearing how a cow Spurned the advances of a man on trial for having sex with the sheep. You ever had a jury, uh, you know, break into laughter or do anything raucous like that, uh, jail? Uh, not that I can recall. Um, I tried to keep the, uh, the humor out. And I don't <laughs> think I ever had any really, like, funny moments, even, even accidentally. But wait, so in this case, what is it? It's, he's, like, using evidence of, like, one time I tried to fuck a cow and it wouldn't, so therefore I'm not the guy who fucked this sheep. Yeah, I don't animal, know. <laughs> animals aren't that aren't that into me. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you guys heard, but uh I couldn't even fuck a cow, okay guys? Testify. How am I gonna get this nice sheep here <laughs> if I can't even fuck a cow? Well you know what they say. Moo means moo. <laughs> so you have to back up off of that. Um Paul Lavelle, sixty one, was spotted by a couple allegedly trying to engage in intercourse with a sheep after fail, failing to seduce a cow nearby uh Tottenham Hotspur gra- training ground in North London. With a a huh? bale of hay? How what do happened? you seduce a cow? Yeah, I don't know how you seduce a cow. That's, I guess you have to uh woo it. Uh moo it. You have to moo it, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the art uh, of moo. Uh like uh, uh, I guess I had He's a grass. He's just not that into moo. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he uh, won't be moving. <laughs> the juror were uh told the IT worker uh were told the IT worker this guy worked at IT and he's fucking cows wow uh was seen by a couple having a picnic 250 yards away who claimed to have seen what bad luck for him right like who the fuck how could he know that the night he was gonna try to be fucking animals people would be having a picnic at the at the farm like, yeah what a like just a bad just a bad coincidence for yeah, him yeah you know what and they didn't know they got you know honey let's make a picnic basket they got all that shit right. together got their wine and cheese and crackers they're out there having a good time be like um baby is that is that a man hold yeah fucking bessie right is he fucking that cow uh, uh, no nah. no nah, he can't be dog it's mm. not fucking a cow i mean i i know this is my third glass of wine out here on this beautiful you know <laughs> right. winter day but i really think he fucking that cow baby what a terrible ending to a picnic terrible um will the uh will the cow testify 
<laughs> yes. Oh, 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 you know what? They was probably eating some of that laughing cow cheese going, um, I know I'm eating laughing cow cheese, but I don't think that's funny what he's doing over there, dog. <laughs> having a pic, having a picnic 250 yards away who claimed to have seen him laying on the floor, taking his shorts off near a line of trees <gasps> before committing the sex crime. Oh. When the cows, when the cows would not fillet him, what? He tried to get, Cows chew cud. Why would you put your dick in that? They just fucking it's like. like they, it's like they say. Once you get to know them, they don't. They no longer want to get go down on you. Right. Yep. This is what happened. The romance is gone. Do he, Maybe when the economy gets better, they can get a divorce. That cow possibly weighed a few hundred pounds. It right. could have kicked him. It could have squashed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, when cows, when the cow would not fillet him, he accu- the accused decided to try his luck with some sheep. The <gasps> judge later told off jury members for laughing at claims Mr. Lavelle was initially unsuccessful in his attempts at bovine conquest. So they were laughing at the fact he got turned down by the cows. I would have to. My cows wouldn't suck my dick. It's like, oh, you can't even get a cow to suck your dick? Wow. Wow, dude. Uh, prosecutors had already alleged, had already dropped the charge of indecent exposure due to a lack of evidence against Lavelle from Enfield, but prosecutor Robert Hutchinson changed the wording of a second charge of outraging public indecency, indecency to include fellatio with a cow. He is currently on bail on a condition he does not return to where it is claimed he carried out the animal sex acts. Well, I guess oh. Owen McDonald can rest. Uh, his his animals are safe this week. That's disgusting. As uh, as a comedian, man, you ever think about you know going back to law, getting in the courtroom, and now that you're a comedian, you have all these extra powers of persuasion to use on the jury. Um, sure, but I was doing comedy for a few years when I when I was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's funny because I was more nervous as a lawyer than I am. You know, I didn't like fumble my words and stuff. But because it, it's it's just more serious. Do you know what I mean? Like in yeah. my head, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not a time for jokes. But you could so do like, like a killer George Lopez now that, yeah. you know, like just like say you get a Latino jury. You know what uh, I mean? Well, just, in the Bronx, that's very likely. Exactly. Uh, you start throwing some ah. of that, you know, the run away this from guy, the punchline. He didn't. This guy said he was with his mom. Not possible. He doesn't live with his mom. He lives with his grandmother. <laughs> And she was like, you have to come home. What are you doing? And exa- exactly, he was not home. Because if he was home, he would have been here getting a wooden spoon and a random <laughs> Spanish phrase. <laughs> then you just make bug eyes and run away from the joke. And then people will be like, I don't know what it is about this case, but I think this guy did it. I know there's no evidence, but uh, I got to roll with the defense, uh, with the, uh, with the prosecutor. My grandma on this. argument and the random Spanish phrase really <laughs> right. swung me. If he could have just thrown in what a white mama would have said. Yeah. Uh, she would have been like, get over here, Cooper. Cooper, why aren't you here, Cooper? <laughs> That's what a white mom would do. <laughs> Oh man! Speaking of, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and I know you already noticed that uh, the one I'm very excited about tomorrow is Corolla. Me too. Excited about all of them. Corolla. I really think if you listen to any of Corolla's podcasts, I think I capture it perfectly. Yeah, I can't wait, man. (laughs) I I, I, want to. I've heard you do Corolla on Righteous Prick, um, and I think it's so good. So I like as soon as I saw Corolla in there. 
at uh the makeup whoever's doing the makeup man is great doing a good job michelle yeah. michelle simone d.com uh michelle deweingart uh she's very good she is really good man she like you really look like those people and uh yeah the corolla makeup was great man like sitting down at the table i was like oh my goodness i can't wait for this shit tomorrow so yeah man it, it seems like um and then and also man just like not to gush too much but like even the one with uh the music yeah comedians so fucking good i don't even know if there's a celebrity quote-unquote impression in there um other than uh louis ck introducing it well, Zach Martin, it was really a hybrid of like, you know, Dimitri Martin, Zach Galifianakis. We could have done Stephen Lynch. Okay. But I take, yeah, that's the thing. Some of the ones, there's a few that I'm not even in. Three of the episodes I'm not in, but it, it really does feel good to know you kind of wrote a funny idea and then see people execute it. Like, it's cool to be like the main player in some, but then to almost feel like a coach that wrote up a good play yes. is almost as satisfying. It was good, man. He's like, did you just roll your eyes? did you just roll your eyes you're not good enough at comedy or you wouldn't be here you're not good enough at music or you wouldn't be here um also when he breaks down like how you put the music into a observation that's not even really a joke to get a laugh just this is really good man you guys should all be watching this shit man i me and chris were just cracking up yesterday uh at this shit man so uh yeah i can't wait for the corolla one because i know that's gonna be great um Speaking of Latinos who do crime, George Uh-oh. Zimmerman mm-hmm. just had the sale of his latest painting stopped. Talking about that fake Photoshop? Well, the first time it was literally a picture that you could Google of an American flag. Mm-hmm. He painted it like a different color and like put a <laughs> what looked like you could just like take any font and type on there. Mm-hmm. And Wait, what did he? I'm unfamiliar. What did he do? He took a painting. And I want to say he sold it for over a hundred thousand dollars. Let me see, uh, Zimmerman painting. Now I'll, I'll just look up an article real quick. But he um he sold a painting maybe a month ago. Um, I'll put a picture. I just found the picture in here. I'll put a picture in the chat. But one of them shows you the stock photo that uh it was that 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 the original stock photo, and then the other side is him. So take a look at this as I put it in the chat. Um, he sold this, the one on the left, um, after just basically changing the tent. Um, uh, people, people bought it and I want to say it was upwards of a hundred thousand dollars. Let me see what it was. It was. Oh, I'm happy that by the way that he shaved his head and lost some weight again. I guess, I guess. <laughs> That proves that it was a trial strategy to look fat and friendly. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he I can never do this. Immediately. I can never do this. I'm too fat. Oh, he, it's, it's over? All right. Um, let me hit the gym. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he sold that one for over $100,000. Well, this latest uh, painting, he, the AP, the Associated Press, has the rights to this painting. <gasps> so they stopped the sale of the painting which is a picture of the prosecutor from the trial that he was on. And then another, like, you know, another one of those, um, like sayings at the top. I'll put this one in the chat as well. Um, a link to the article and I'll put the picture in there in a second, but 
crazy. Like, just yes, so fucking insane. Especially if they own it. You can't make money off their shit like that. Yeah, like, why would you think that this would work? Because, like, it, the AP owns all their images. They're, you know, they're, they're clearly not down with you. There's, you know, they don't have a deal with you. Mm-mm. You can't just keep selling pictures from the internet for a hundred thousand dollars. I wish they would have let him sell it and, and then, then been like, give him. me the fucking money. Yeah, I would have shit. and then sued him. Um, Zimmerman's fired back of, well, apparently Corey, who was the attorney who prosecuted Zimmerman in the trial for the shooting death of 17 year old Trayvon Martin. George Zimmerman clearly directly copied an AP photo to create his painting of Florida State Attorney Angela Corey. AP spokesman Paul Corford said in a written statement posted on the AP site. Zimmerman fired back via his Twitter account on Friday threatening to sue the AP. No worries, AP. I'll just take what, whatever you sue me off your tab when I'm done suing you, smiley face. Or I could put out how much you offered me to. At the real George Zimmerman said that. Like, what an asshole, man. Just what a dick. Well, the jury is no longer out on whether he's a piece of shit human being. <laughs> right. Like, that, that's the whole thing. All this stuff since then has just sort of demonstrated that, like, the benefit of the doubt he was entitled to as a criminal defendant, he wasn't really entitled to as a human being. Like, his, he, you know, he killed the dude in cold blood. Like, let's, right. let's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, every story that comes out about this guy is just like, he's a piece of, sh- he's a complete piece of shit. Yeah. And it was like during the trial when all this shit was coming out about his personal background and stuff, it felt like, you know, people were kind of fighting back on it because, mm-hmm. You know, in America, so many people are scared of black males. This idea kind of like, what if it was me? Like, what if mm-hmm. I'm in the alley and I'm fighting for my life against a black dude and I kill him? Do I don't want people to think I'm a bad person because I did this. It's like, yeah, well, you don't have a history of calling the fucking police on every black kid in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You don't have a history of harassing people. You never beat up your girlfriend. Oh, now. You know, like shit like that. And people are just like, nah, it could be me because everybody's so racially paranoid. But then everything he does after this, you're like, yeah. Like, honestly, it's at that point where black people have stopped being like, I tried to fucking tell y'all. Like, we're just like, he did some more dumb shit, guys. I don't. All right. Next article. Yeah. What's your outrage now? Right. Um, All right. It's like it's like shootings and the NRA. It's like now we're just like. Well, we know nothing's going to happen, so that's sad that three more people just got shot in the mall. Right. Now, honestly, I feel like black people are just like, we'll wait for him to kill a white person, then I'm sure he'll go yeah. to jail for that. Of course. <laughs> like, Until then, nobody cares. Hopefully well, he'll... Like that, did you see that stand your ground case in Florida with the um, with the old cop? Yeah. That yeah. was terrible. I mean, because that's... I love how you got hit in the face with popcorn. Right. So he put one in the guy's chest. Florida is the fucking wild, wild west, man. Like, honestly, the way they implement the law, it doesn't, like, there was the other, the black lady who, like, got sentenced to, like, a long-ass time and over 20 years in prison uh, because it's the minimum charge or whatever. They overturned it, it, I think. Yeah, yeah, they've overturned it now, but... Only because of the outrage. Well, right, but the point was she couldn't get stand your ground because she shot the bullet in the ceiling and not at the fucking dude killing her or trying to trying to kill her. So they were like, yeah, that's not really staying your ground. You got to be trying to kill this motherfucker because that's better. So 20 years, you know, like I don't understand their laws. Crazy as shit. Um, 
it's time to play our games guys okay we've been here long enough been fucking around i know what you guys really you don't care about anything we talked about (laughs) you're gonna go watch comedy academy and that's it uh first game of course is fucking with black people just fucking with them black people we're just fucking with them blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time for fucking with black people where we read articles from around the globe and assign them points from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 for fucking with black people today's contestant well obviously george zimmer got 100 but <laughs> we also have a washington elementary school principal who's been suspended for using the n-word uh-oh Claudia Alves, principal of Paulsboro Elementary School in Paulsboro, Washington, has been placed on leave of on a leave of absence while the school district investigates her use of the N word when talking to students. Superintendent Patty Page sent a letter home to parents informing them of the incident and the ongoing search for an actual principal. When a group of students voiced their discomfort with saying Negro during the rehearsal for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. play, Alves allegedly attempted to explain the difference between a Negro and a nigger. Ah! Red, uh, apparently, let's see, Sean. Like a substantive difference, not just like the difference in terms of letters. Right, yeah, substance, like, no, 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 see, guys. As Chris Rock tells us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I believe the great comedian Chris Rock already has a bit about this, but uh, allow me to use it in layman's terms. Uh, That always goes well. Shauna Smith, mother of Fallsboro fifth fifth grader, said students in her son's class were uncomfortable with the word Negro in a play they were rehearsing about Martin Luther King. Uh, Smith said the student's teacher tried to explain it, had, but, but had trouble getting them to understand its historical context. Alves was in the room, and the teacher asked her for help. Smith said several students were troubled by the use of the word and would look at her son and another child in the class when it was used, because they were black. Smith, <laughs> Smith is white and is married to Matthew Smith, who is black. Um, so I, it's probably that thing where um, you're... Uh, it's probably that thing where uh the kids were just so young they don't remember what the fuck that like to them negro is like they probably are legitimately like why what is the difference like why can we say that but if i say the n-word i get kicked out of class Mm -hmm. and they couldn't come up with a good way to explain it uh so they brought the principal in and she tried to explain it why didn't they go get the history teacher right i'm not i mean i'm guarantee it's a history teacher there somewhere right no one had i don't know but let me get the the history teacher well honestly though children are so like quote-unquote innocent they don't fucking know like even what is a history book gonna tell well this is what we used to call black people right well why why'd you call them that because that's what we used to say (laughs) yeah because then you have to go into slavery and just kind of even if you go into slavery why negro why did they call black people negroes and why is that not offensive, but nigga is offensive? And then, and if you explain it, then you have to probably say the N word at some point or try to explain why. And yeah. next thing you know, you're going home with your, a job. your shit in the box because <laughs> you tried to help some, educate some young black kids. Fuck that. This is why yeah. I never help anybody. I'll never be an ally. Uh, yeah. many of the children still were not comfortable with the use of the word after Alves explained that her son and a classmate refused to be in the play. Uh, I so now we got a new new key and peel. They probably were very upset. 
Um, they're going to go on to become a very successful comedy duo. Very. Uh, <laughs> after her son acted up during one of the play's performances, he was sent to Alves's office where they discussed the word again, Shonda Smith said. Her son explained that he still was uncomfortable with the word Negro, to which Alves told him it was not the same as the N-word, only she used the actual word. Uh, man, this is so unfair on her. This is stupid. <laughs> so stupid. She got fired for this? What? Well, this, this is like when pay, newspapers write things like, and then he used a homophobic slur. Right. Well, you can write the word because you're reporting the word. Like the, you're not saying in your headline, you know, faggots want to get married. Right. You're saying it in your text. The person who we are, who is being criticized rightly here said this word. Smith, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Very, this is very weird. Smith, I like also that the woman who's driving this is a white woman who's a mother of a black son. So she's just like, she's like, no, I'm enlightened, and everybody's gonna be enlightened after this shit. You're fired, bitch. <laughs> Smith says she taught her son to never use the word in any situation. So when he came home upset after hearing his principal said, she, she complained to the district January 15, two days later, district officials called back and expressed sympathy and commitment to make it clear that using the N-word in any situation was unacceptable, Smith said, uh, which I don't even agree with. Mm-mm. Did they get a consensus of black people voting on this? Cause I feel like, uh, I would have adamantly been like, no, there's some situations and, uh, this is actually one of them. I'm about to use it. Uh, after that call, Alves called Smith and in, ex- in explaining what happened in her office, used the word twice, Smith said. A district official said they would be talking to Alves again and asked Smith whether there was anything else she wanted. Smith said she asked for there to be sensitivity training in the district. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, now everybody's got to get sensitivity training because this person used uh the word in a strictly defin definitionary version not even a maybe i don't know maybe i wasn't there maybe she said no negro it's not like nigga what's up my nigga you know it's different like maybe she broke into like a stand-up routine and and maybe it is just i love black people right (laughs) oh but i hate niggas i hate them niggas it's not the media (laughs) <laughs> uh, smith allegedly used the n-word again on the phone with smith's husband and was suspended two days later uh so mm. yeah. I, I think for me personally we live in a society that's so fucking sensitive it's almost like she was trying to explain historical fact mm, we ain't trying to hear no goddamn history don't be teaching right. our kids about the history of america because it makes us look bad no now, from a zero to 25, also, it sounds like she's Latina, Claudia Alves. Um, from, nice. from zero to a hundred, I give this lady a 50. 25, not 50. Why are you giving her 50, Karen? Why, 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 why does she get a 50? Hmm. Yeah, I'm asking. We, we, we differ in score. I want to know why. What makes you, why, why 50 instead of a lower? Hmm. And I guess because she went through the extent of explaining and maybe that just bumped it up to, 50 to be um if she wouldn't have explained and still got fired well no nah, th- then the score probably been higher hmm. what's the score zero to 100 i'm i want to give her 25 it's intervals of 25. 25 yeah intervals of 25 i think she should only get a 25 and the 25 i would give her a zero okay but the 25 is for trying to help okay stop trying to help people i know you're okay. a principal hey you want to help these little confused black kids out it's just like Macklemore 
and his shit where he texts Kendrick Lamar yesterday like, hey, man, your album was better than mine. You should have really won the Grammy. And people are like, fuck you, motherfucker. White boy winning our award. Stop trying to help. Sometimes you just got to let black people be mad. They ain't want to say Negro. You just got to let it go. Like, all right, we'll say black. All right, guys, have yeah, a good play. <laughs> I would like to keep my job. Ain't that the truth. You can't be helping people, man. Don't be an ally. Never be an ally, people. Uh, it's not worth it. You don't have the intestinal fortitude to keep up with these angry motherfuckers. And I don't either. So don't do it. I, I'm, I'm committed to not helping anybody. No. I'm serious. <laughs> uh, like uh, on my Facebook page, I, I posted that Macklemore thing and I was like, you know, that's pretty classy of him to admit that. And, um, not really anything he can do about it. And then someone's like, why didn't he say it on stage? And I was like, what? Why would you? Yeah. I was like, when is enough enough? What's I- he going to do? Piss on his Grammy? Like, just slamming on the ground. This is bullshit. A black person should have got this. Man, get the fuck out of here, man. That dude worked hard, too. Yes, he did, I don't now. care if he is whack. He probably had to work harder because he is whack. Ain't that the truth? He's like, you know how fucking hard I have to work to disguise how whack I am? I can barely rap on beat, everybody, okay? I'm a fucking My, phone. Uh, <laughs> I kept wondering, because if you listen to the lyrics of Macklemore, because the beat, I, I, I mean, the hooks of the songs are very catchy, mm-hmm. um, for, to me at least, but... Uh, I listen to the words, and it's almost like he's making words that don't rhyme sound kind of like they rhyme, yeah. but almost none of his lyrics rhyme. If mm-hmm. you just read them, yes, mm-hmm. almost none of them rhyme. Almost none. And, and also, uh, he was very stupid as a kid because like that same love song starts off with him thinking he was gay because he liked to draw. And I was like, that's not even a gay stereotype. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you got to... He, he like, might have just had a super ignorant family. Right. Was like, you like art and shit, you little <laughs> right. gay boy? You, yeah, yeah. You like to draw? Oh, no, that's the shit. gay. You like, like to keep your room clean? You know who else likes to draw? Every kid ever. You like uh, eating hot dogs at baseball games? You like that? You like right. that, you little gay bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my son, the queer. He likes to play football. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. I was, I was like, this is a terrible. I think he just, when he was writing the lyrics, he couldn't think of anything less safe. So he was like, no one thinks Gron is gay. I'll just use that as an example. Aww. People were like, I used to like the interior decorate. And then my, just like, okay. All right. You're right. That's one of the stereotypes. Um, let's play our other game, guys. But yeah, I, I say 25. Okay. okay. 25 uh, is fine. So you agree? Okay. Mm-hmm. 25. We already decided. Um, it's time to play our other game. It's time for Guess the Race. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right. It's Guess the Race time. I said, now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right. It's Guess the Race time. But a bump. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going all across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we have our guest today, Comedy Academy Zone, J.L. Coven. Guess the Race. J.L., are you ready to play some Guess the Race? I'm ready. I've disappointed twice in this game. Once without caring and trying to make jokes, and then once I actually was playing for real and still did badly. <laughs> Let's see if uh, he's going to be able to to, to overcome overcome his uh, ineptitude in the first two times. Here we go. Third time's charm. Mm-hmm. Two men stole a truck carrying $60,000 worth of laundry deterrent, detergent from Orland, uh, Orland Park Police said in a news release Monday afternoon. Omar Daragma, 
30 years old of justice and Thier Khartoum, 25 of Burbank were arrested and charged with theft and possession of a stolen motor vehicle, both felonies on Saturday. Oak forest police received a call from a trucking company in Bolingbrook that reported a semi trailer was missing. Oak forest police uh, found the truck backed into a loading dock in the Orland park. The same day, the men said they were each paid $100 to unload the truck, which was filled with laundry detergent. So you motherfucker, hey, what, what the hell was they washing? How are you going to steal 60,000 worth of shit and get paid a hundred? What kind of like Batman, like what kind of Gotham henchman, henchman program were they on? <laughs> terrible ass. Were you fucking, I'm part of a million dollar house. Uh, how much did you make? Like 250. Wow. <laughs> well, how much was all that shit we were carrying worth? They probably, I thought they had no idea. <laughs> right. You could have like bought a fucking yacht this shit maybe criminal world is just like the real world where the ceo is now making <laughs> you know 600 times what the worker makes so it's like yes 60 000, you get 100 right. america right what's this 50 50 split shit now carry my fucking detergent boys go wash my clothes yeah oh no it's the batman uh <laughs> the man allegedly stole a white 2004 freightliner truck uh registered to Dar- a Darien resident both before picking up the semi-trailer and driving to the loading dock in Orland Park. So they were, this is a con- complicated heist. They stole a truck wow. to pick up a semi-trailer, drive to another location for $100. This is like a shitty, this is like Grand Theft Auto shitty. <laughs> Why would you do that? This wouldn't be worth your time. Right. This is so bad. Police said Cartoon and Diragma who are being held on fifty thousand and twenty thousand dollars bail respectively the men are well, the other guy must have been the passenger seat like i don't know why his bail is so much lower maybe he was carrying less maybe the men are next scheduled to appear in the bridgeview county uh courthouse you, february 14th you, you think he had less soap suds on him or something well i feel like if if it wasn't for batman they would have got away clean mm-hmm. but uh what was it for scooby scooby-doo scooby-doo what's that have to do with anything you know they saw the mysteries oh oh it wasn't for those damn <laughs> that dog and those kids yep um so guess the race of omar Duragma and thier khartoum uh, i gotta go these i, I gotta go mm, and what are my options any race you can do yeah any race uh we even do nationalities we have like you know you could do latino you could do uh white black uh i'm, I'm thinking middle like eastern a, i'm thinking i would have said possibly middle eastern mm-hmm. what i'm also thinking kind of eastern european okay. sort of guys that would have kidnapped liam neeson's daughter and <laughs> <taken>. <laughs> so, so i'm going eastern european like a Euro. i think they're white i think they're All white right. but like from that kind of russia meets turkey area of the world okay kind of somewhere in that like muslim russian kind of quasi white the chat room says that is a month's worth of detergent. Typical Latino family. Oh, Buster, <laughs> Buster Rhymes. No Latino families. <laughs> Not <a> detergent. <laughs> uh, Buster Rhymes knows them for making Arab money, but that, but oh. not much of it. Uh, or Arab money. Uh, Hispanic, brown, possibly Arabs, North African or, or the Levant. Just no way to explain it other than though, than the names. 
they could wash clothes on their backs with that laundry detergent oh i'm not sure what race to go with i'll say they could use that detergent to go with the wetness of their backs homophobic bachelor contestants eurasia and arabs that didn't get that oil money the correct answer yes, is. is and jl coban has it right white middle eastern uh middle uh middle european yes! western european so <laughs> nailed it uh, and uh, the chat room, you missed it. Some people got it wrong. A lot of people guessed Latino. I don't think Daragma, uh, like, wonder what a cartoon, like, those don't even sound Latino. Uh, I will put their uh, picture in the chat room for you guys so that you can see we're not cheating you. But these guys look like they could easily uh, be uh, second round picks in the NBA draft next year or uh, sleek, sneak up past. Uh, some of the guys that we know that play college basketball. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why, uh, any, people don't do that. Just find a tall European, get some grainy surveillance footage of him like shooting basketballs over chairs and make a million dollars. Of course. Um, all right. Here's another one. Man arrested during traffic stop with 37 pounds of marijuana. Ooh. Had Scott Patrick Harmon been wearing a seatbelt as he drove down Interstate 75. He might have gotten away with carrying 37 pounds of marijuana. Police said he had in his car. Nigga, a seatbelt. Buckle up. This is the best ad for buckle up ever, and the police will never put this on TV. Come on now. Buckle <laughs> your ass up. Like, instead of drunk driving, it should just be carrying a lot of weed. Buckle up. Ain't that the truth. We don't want to pull you over any more than you want to be pulled over. Yes. However, Gainesville police arrested 35, the 35 year old, uh, Peyton, Colorado, in Pe- uh, Peyton, Colorado, Wednesday afternoon on charges of marijuana trafficking and giving a false ID to law enforcement after officers pulled him over on the traffic stop, according to an arrest report. At around 2 p.m., an officer, I wonder if he tried to be like, I'm from Colorado though. It's legal. Like, not the seatbelt part or the 37 pounds. No. Uh, an officer pulled Harmon over near McConaughey and noticed something hanging from the bottom of his car. The officer smelled marijuana coming from the car. The officer to- wrote Harmon a citation on the seatbelt violation, according to the report. After writing the warrant, the officer searched Harmon's car and found three suitcases filled with 37 pounds of marijuana wrapped in clear plastic bags, roughly worth $175,000. Oh, he did. Whoever that belonged to. <laughs> Someone got to kill him now. What? I'm serious. Like somebody is waiting on that shit. They was like, he got he, he got arrested, and it's got to be the dumbest fucking reason to get caught. Like because you didn't buckle up. It's like what happened, man? Shh, you ain't gonna believe this, but uh, forgot to put my seatbelt on, bro. That's really what happened. So sorry, sorry about the two hundred thousand dollars a week. I'll pay you back uh, a little bit at a time. Can we do a payment plan? No, you pay me back with your life during the questioning. Harmon told the officer the driver's license he provided was his brother's and that his license was hidden in the pocket of his backpack. According to the report, he didn't comment about the weed. Officers booked Harmon into the Alachua County Jail at 7.20 p.m. where he remains as a press time in lieu of $125,000 bond. Of course he didn't comment about that weed because whoever it belongs to, he ain't telling y'all shit. Uh, so uh, guess the race of Scott Patrick Harmon, jail. <sighs> I got to go white. All right, let's check the chat room. Uh, he was paid a hundred to transport it. Let's see, one yeah. no, one known for saying, "I didn't know I couldn't do that." Loves those cheese sandwiches, white. Scott Patrick Harmon is white. 
polar vortex jogger whiter than my blood pressure cuff he's alive white the correct answer is and jail got this correct white you on a roll sir i brought my a game my a race game he's totally redeeming himself yes he is i think it's time to move to the bonus, bonus round. round i feel like he, he's ready Double the points, double and the race. Double the points, and the race. That's right, it's double the points, double the race, bonus round. JL Covans two for two. Going into the bonus round. JL, are you feeling nervous going into the bonus round? I'm not. And one other thing, is it cool? I've got, are we gonna, I, I hate to ruin the effect of the show, but how mm-hmm. long, how much longer are we gonna be going? I don't know, this is, should be the last story, and then mm-hmm. we do sword ratchetness, so like, I don't know, okay, five cool. minutes at the most. Alright, cool, thank you. Alright, no problem. Um, a, show, a show to get to in a little bit, so. No, so, no, no problem, problem, man. No problem, we work with you here. Um, here we go, uh, let me find this, the shortest one. There we go, alright. Here's a guy. A woman who's who who now faces a murder charge. A man tried to take her in to his house and help her, and he got killed for it. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. That's right. In Kansas, of all places, uh, Harold Sasco, the owner of three Topeka area CC's Pizzas, which I guess that means he probably did deserve to die put that into the neighborhood I hate that shit in years. told his girlfriend of, of in 2012 how one of his employees sarah gonzalez mclin was coming to live with him his girlfriend kimberly quells deeply dreaded that something would go wrong she says 52 year old sasco who was very spiritual and often looked out for others was trying to get mclin away from drugs and friends and gangs so he wasn't even trying to bring her in just to fuck her Right, because that's what I normally think: attractive young girl moves in with an old man that's not married. Clearly, this dude's trying to fuck his employees. Well, apparently not. He was all about some Jesus. He was trying to help this girl get out the life. Wow! I told him, "Be sure you know what you're getting into." Qualls, who dated Sasco for eight months, tells people. So when she learned earlier this month that her ex-boyfriend had been found murdered in his home, that his car had vanished but that McLean's vehicle was still at the house and that McLean 19 had disappeared. Qualls found herself grappling to understand how something so awful could happen to someone who always strived very hard to help others. He liked to help people. He had said that rather than die rich, he'd rather die broke knowing he helped a lot of people. This sounds just like JL. He can identify with this. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my story. Help a lot of, help a lot of comedians stop doing bad comedy <laughs> and, and die broke. Yes. Uh, what went wrong has yet to be disclosed, but police revealed Sunday that McLean was recovered safe and uninjured in Florida the previous evening, along with Sasco's Nissan Altima sedan. Uh, there was no word on if or when McLean might be arrested. Interview last week, uh, Sergeant Trent McLean told people that they're not ready to say whether McLean is a suspect or a witness or a second victim. They haven't put a label on her. Um, that was at the time of this article, but they said whoever did it, they could not have acted alone. So they think it was like a gang that hopped, that beat this dude up. You know what I mean? Like somebody, like whoever killed him, more than one person did it. She had gang ties and she stayed at the crib with him and he was trying to save her from the life. So guess the race. 
Now, what's his name again? His Sasko? name is Harold Sasko. Well, whose race am I guessing? You're going to guess her race, okay? Harold Sasko is a white man. I'll tell you that right now. Right, okay. Um, and uh, her name is Sarah Gonzalez McLean. Well, just off the bat, it sounds like she's half, you know, like a half Mexican, half Irish mix. Mm. I don't know if we do mixed race guesses. You can guess what uh, you can guess uh, both if you want to. I mean, a mixed race. I mean, I would guess mixed just from the name mm-hmm. um, and from the region. I would guess there's uh, there's there's white and there's and there's Latin. So I'm going to go mixed with those two. No problem. Now we go by the one drop rule, so that will count as. So Latin. then I'd say then I'd say you yeah. know Latin or or you know La- Latina. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe a race is ungrateful latina one who can use herself as a life raft oh my (laughs) la chola vida para siempre i don't know i don't speak spanish but that sounds fucked up latina who should have stuck with a little caesar oh oh well they do have the five dollar pizza um the correct answer is and jl is now three for three latina Wow. You nailed it, Jay. the charm. You came back. They said I had the potential but wasn't a title contender, much like LeBron, and then I just retooled, took mm-hmm. some time off, and just came back ready to pick the right race. And this is why, of course, you never help people, everybody. You never try to be oh. an ally. You never try to save anybody. This motherfucker got to die because she can't get out the gang life. The fuck? I own three CCs, motherfucker. Now I'm dead because of you. Um, a 54 year old allegedly pulled a sword on a 30 year old man during an argument on Barina Avenue, Lake Heights near Wollongong, uh, just a, just after midday on Monday. That's right, guys. Sword ratchetness. The young man was picked up by a passing motorist who drove him to a Wollongong hospital around 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday. The 54-year-old was arrested and charged with wounding and intent to cause grievous bodily harm and possessing or using a prohibited weapon without a permit. Police say he was refused bail when he appeared before a Wollongong local court on Tuesday and is due to reappear on Wednesday. So... Yeah, just more sword ratchetness, attacking random strangers. You have an argument. Now I got to kill you. You got, luckily you get a ride to the hospital, but this man could have been dead because somebody had a sword in a fucking argument. He's like a hot chick with a six, seven boyfriend. Ah! And a six, seven boyfriend is a sword. Make sure you guys go check out JL. Like I said, jlcovan.com. Um, check out the youtube.com slash, uh, jlcovan. The Comedy Academy first four parts are up. If you're a fan of stand-up, if you're a fan of just, you know, comedy in general, uh, it's a real good, uh, hilarious tr- critique, uh, poignant, but just also, more importantly, funny. Um, and uh, I'm, I've been digging it. I can't wait till he gets to, like, part eight, uh, because uh, I, part eight is when you're going to be pulling out J.B. Smooth, right? I'm sorry. I'm just. I just got a nice hateful message on the uh, on the um, George Lopez episode. Oh, really? Like a like a like a mega long. Because this is this is what I sort of feared is that people would obviously label me a white a white racist, mm-hmm. which then it's sort of like the jokes on you in a way. But right. then at the same time, I'm like, but these skits. If I was a full on white person, I would defend the right to these skits because they're done. 
as impressions, not right. as racial. It's not uh, blackface or just brownface. Exactly. But right. but fuck it, whatever. Well, um, I was gonna say, um, where, where's JB Smooth? Smooth? Is gonna get me in trouble. That's yeah, gonna be, like, is, gonna, I'm gonna have to have a lot of co-signers in the comment section. Is that part eight? Things. That's on. Uh, that's on Thursday. Thursday. Okay, because I'm waiting till JB Smooth come out, and then. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like I don't even know JL Cavett. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just be on Twitter all day. Like I can't. White comics are out of control. I'm, I'm I don't be, know what's going on. Yeah, I'm gonna be calling them white. Um, oh lord. I'm, yeah, I'm like this. This is too far. Blackface, and just I'm gonna see how many bloggers I can get. Cause I I'm under the impression I think we can get JL more pub if we go the salacious route. And make it seem like he's a, a terrible for comedy, and then we'll get more people to view the video. Yeah, because that's all we want: is people to come for your video. Yeah, they already think he's racist. I thought when I saw the the the, the George Lopez, I said they're gonna think this racist, but uh, I didn't realize it was gonna happen so fast. So sorry to hear that, man. Oh yeah, no, the dude's like th- making threats and shit. Threats? Like, what? He says, oh, "Why man. is the white man so afraid of the Latin penis?" <laughs> <laughs> It got serious. Oh my god! I wish I could make that the show title. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. I said so, you might can start up. So the the now I can say the controversial JL Coven. Make sure you guys check out the controversial Comedy Academy series that's bringing out a lot of racism and stuff online. You guys oh, are boy. definitely going to want to see this. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, this will make him even more infamous, and we can be like, this is where jail was on our show and you know this is before uh everybody started trying to kill him for coming at the latin penis um check him out on twitter jail coven uh righteous prick podcast mm-hmm. and like i said comedy academy uh make sure you check us out the blackouttest.com uh this show is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com go to tweakedaudio put in code tbgwt get 33 get 33 percent off get free shipping and get a lifetime guarantee we appreciate everybody that gets those nice earbuds. We get a little percentage of each sale. So if you uh, need some earbuds, Chinese New Year is almost here. Chinese New Year, Chinese New Year, Chinese New You. Get back into yeah. the gym and you guys can uh, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Zen, a.k.a. Afrocentric. Uh, yep. So until tomorrow, love you. You too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>